Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello, everyone. This is Deb with Help Club for Moms, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. We have a very, very important time today in our Mothering with Deb uh, video and podcast, and we are going to talk about how to establish a life-giving routine in your home. And guys, I'm telling you, this is an important talk because your home matters greatly to God. What you are doing in your home matters greatly to God. You could just be thinking that you're just going through the day in and day out. You know, Christmas is coming, got to get ready for Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving or New Year's or, you know, summer's coming, the kids are out of school, fall break, whatever it is. You could think that that is our life, but it's not. Your home is a training ground for the next generation of warriors for Christ. And so thinking about your home, thinking about your routine that you have, thinking about um, the legacy that you want to leave through your routines in your home is super duper important. And I would even say, guys, that it is super natural. It is supernatural. What you are doing in your home is supernatural. And it requires God's presence, God's help. It requires a lot from you that you probably don't even know. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to establish a life-giving routine in your home. And we are going to talk differently and think differently. We're going to think from heaven's perspective on your home and how important your home is. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. If you're coming on, I would like to hear something. So I'm going to challenge you today to be forward thinking in your routine, okay? I'm going to be challenge you to be forward thinking in your life. And so let's think about when you're my age. I'm 56 years old and I have a 29-year-old daughter and a almost 26-year-old son and I have three grandchildren. My daughter's married to an amazing godly man. And I'm really thankful for the routines that we had in our home because they were the anchors in our days. They kept us going in the direction that God wanted us to. And we have some amazing memories in our home. Our home was not perfect. Your home will never be perfect. But don't you want to look back on your home when you are my age and think, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I did this. Because your children are a product of your home and your children are a product of your faith as well. Okay, guys? And there are things out of your control, whether or not your husband is a believer or not, though that's out of your control. Whether or not your husband disciples your children, that's out of your control, right? But there are things that are within your control that God wants to speak to you today. And so I want to hear from you. And uh, if you're in the online group, you can either follow the instructions for StreamYard and then you'll be able to comment on every video and I'll see you. But if you go to StreamYard.com and you just, um, there's something that you have to do. You have to like give them to click that you're that person or something because it's a private online group. So we are doing, we are streaming live on YouTube right now. We are streaming live on the Help Club for Moms Facebook page and we're streaming in the most amazing group. And if you guys are not a part of this group, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're new to Help Club, we have an online group on Facebook of 7,500 women and it is a powerhouse of ideas and encouragement for all of our moms. 
So join the Help Club for Moms online group. And so if you're joining us today from the online group, please type in your name. Hi, Alma. Type in your name. And uh, I want to, uh, like, it says Facebook user. And so type in your name next to it so I'll know who you are. Every time you comment, just type in your name. And then after we're done with the video, or you could do it now, you can go to StreamYard and you can uh, just say, yes, I'm this person or whatever it is that you have to do to be able to see your name. But anyway. Okay, so what I want to hear from you is what is one thing that you would like your kids to look back on in your life, uh, in your home, whenever they are grown? What is one thing and that, or maybe that you want to look back on? Okay, what do you want to look back on? So if I were saying, what is one thing when I look back on it, it makes me happy. I think there's several things. Uh, number one, our devotion times, they were not perfect. My husband and I fought about it because it took it took us many years to find our groove. Be, and, and I don't recommend fighting over this, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was a young mom and I didn't know what to do. And I know the Bible said that my husband was supposed to lead me, right? And, um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, here I am, lead me. But my husband didn't know how to lead. But God taught us and he, and he gave us a groove. But we've got the most phenomenal memories of devotions in our home. And it's not like... Uh, I did the devotions during the week with my kids and on Sunday mornings, my husband led and it was really precious. And I know a lot of you guys, your husbands don't believe. So just know that it took us probably until our kids were about, I mean, off and on, we did things like family nights where my husband, on Sunday nights where my husband would teach Bible stories and stuff. And he always read to the kids, which was amazing. But when he really like was um, was doing things when they were older, it was super cool because he would teach the children what he was learning in his quiet time, or he would read through like the book of Samuel and he made all the Bible stories really fun. But what I had to do for that piece of the puzzle for it to work was I had to help my husband figure out, okay, what do you want to teach? You know, do you want to do a little, and I got him a little book. I got him something that would help him to know how to pass on his faith to his kids. It was super duper duper simple. It's called Our 24 Family Ways by Sally Clarkson. Awesome book. What we did with that was we pr uh, printed out. So it's a book that, um, I mean, there's several different designs of it, but we copied uh, the daily devotions. Like we, the book that I have opens up like this and I should have brought it. I forgot, but, and then I would get like an 11 by 14 page of paper and I would copy the devotions because it would say something like, talk to God, this, read this passage, you know, ask this question, whatever. And then it was like a strip. Like it was like a whole week was on one page, you know, both pages like that. But there was like these strips of paper, like these things, it would, it would go in a line like this. So I would cut it out and I would put it in a jar with candy and my kids would eat a piece of candy as my husband drew out what he was going to read for the day. That was something that we did at night too. That was awesome. But also on Sunday mornings, I got up early and I made a special breakfast for everyone. And so they smelled the bacon cooking. I made these things called Ebelskivers, which are these really cute little uh, round pancakes in a pan. So like it's this, it's a Swedish thing and it's pancakes, but they're filled. So like you pour the batter and you put the chocolate chips in, then you pour the batter on top and you would turn it with a toothpick and it would make these filled pancakes. And my kids love them and my husband loved them. And we always had such special times in the mornings on Sunday morning when my husband would read the Bible to the kids because I wanted to be special. The kids knew that they had to get out of bed, but they were happy because they smelled the delicious breakfast. But what that took was me getting up early and doing all that stuff. I had a quiet time of the Lord. And so Sundays were a big deal to me. I always wanted our children to love going to church. I wanted them to love Sundays. And so I always tried to prepare ahead of time. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, or this is a tip for you. 
to get ready for church on Sunday, which by the way, is very important that you go to church because when you're my age, one of your biggest heartbreaks is if your children don't follow God. And if your children don't go to church, it will be your biggest heartbreak. I promise you. Okay. So I know, I know so many people that their biggest heartbreak is that their children don't follow God, but they're still hanging in there. They're praying for their kids, but I'm telling you, your chances increase if you go to church if you love church, if you don't have, I learned this a long time ago and I'm going to pass it on to you. If you don't have roast preacher for lunch, don't complain about your preacher or the sermon or the people at church over lunch on Sunday. Okay. You need to just be all about church, all about, we love church. It's a place with imperfect people, but we go and we love it. Right. And so I did that on Sundays. But anyway, that's the thing. I I think our children really remember those fun Bible stories that my husband did, and he would make it fun. But that took work on my part. It took a lot of prayer. My husband and I had a lot of fights because I was like, why aren't you leading? But he did start leading, and it was amazing because he led in his way, not mine. So pray for your husband. If your husband doesn't lead, pray for him that God would speak to him and tell you as the helper to know how to help him. Okay, you are the helper. You were created for your husband to be his helpmeet. It says it in Genesis. It's all, it's in the Bible. Go look it up. And uh, it says that we are our husband's helper. And so help your husband to lead your family. And if he's not a believer, don't go there. Don't nag at him. What does the Bible say? The husband will be one without words, but by his wife's gentle and quiet spirit. Okay, and that's your job. You let God work on your husband. Okay. All right, so let's see what everybody wanted. So nice to see you guys. And uh, oh, Alma says she she wants her kids to remember that her mom was that their mom was a prayer warrior. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, and keep those coming, you guys. Okay, we're gonna open up in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for today. Thank you, God, for this time to be together. Lord Jesus, not my words, but your words. I pray that you would speak to the moms watching the live video, listening to the recording, listening to our podcast, watching on YouTube, in the online group, wherever they are watching from God. I pray that you will bless them, that you will speak through me, God, that you would open our hearts to really listen. Lord, if we're trying to do two things at once, that's fine because I know these are busy moms, but God, could you please help our hearts to listen? Even if we're busy, help our hearts to listen and to get something today that we learn something that we would remember for the rest of our lives. Protect every person listening or watching, either the live or the recorded from the enemy and help us to be able to focus today and speak to our hearts. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. And if you're joining us on social media, on Facebook or YouTube, could you please share this video with your friends? Because you never know, uh, you may have a friend that needs to hear this today. I've had so many people email us at Help Club and they tell us, I found you through this random post on social media and God works through random posts on social media. Okay. I want to hear this. So Facebook, this is Janelle. Hi, Janelle. And she says uh, she wants her family to remember that we go to prayer first. Amen. That all decisions that we made are prayed over first, that we pray when we don't know what to do. That our daughter sees this prayer for situations and she learns and grows to do the same. Yes, I remember as a kid, 
I used to lose things all the time, shoes, toys, books, and mom would always say, did you ask God to help you find it? Sure as heck, every time I would I would uh, have grown about it and I would say, fine, I'll pray, and I would pray and I would find it. Janelle, that's amazing. Ah, oh, thank you for sharing that. Yes, and God hears and he answers. Praise God. Okay, all right, so let's get going here. I wanna share a scripture with you to start off. Oh, before I forget, sorry, I have announcements. So on our main Facebook page and in our online group is the schedule that is pinned. And it's important that you know what is happening at Help Club for Moms. And if you're joining us on the podcast, I'm going to read this to you. Just so you know, these are the things that happen at the Help Club for Moms National Ministry. So Mothering Mondays with Deb, which is what you're participating in today at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Prayer Request Monday Thread all day in the Help Club for Moms online group. Okay, we will pray for you over there. Mom Tip Tuesdays, that's coming tomorrow morning with Crystal and Deb. We go through wonderful ideas uh, for you to help you have a Christ-centered home. Bedtime prayers with the Help Club team, live in the online group uh, on Tuesday nights and uh, some Wednesdays. So actually this Wednesday, it's at 7 p.m. Worship Wednesdays with Jen at 9 a.m. on the main Help Club page and Thursdays Q&A thread with Amanda all day long in the Help Club for Moms online group. We do question and answers on those days. So make sure you tune in, okay? Also, a lot of people, you notice I have a microphone here and it's because we have a podcast and our podcast is phenomenal. So this recording goes on our podcast later on today, Monday through Thursday. We have quick little devotions to help you to get started on your day with prayer and the word. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we have our Mom Tips Tuesday. Wednesday, we have uh, Wednesday Worship with Jen on the podcast and Fridays, we ha- always have specials. So you're not gonna wanna miss that, okay? So be sure to join us for all of that. And we have been going through the Wise Woman Abides book, and it is available on Amazon for $13.99, and it will take you all the way through the first week of New Year's. Guys, this book will last you a long time. We are going through it uh, until the first week of New Year's, and it takes you all the way through the holidays so you can really get a lot from your Christmas and not be overwhelmed and stressed out and grouchy. This book will help you do that. This book will help you to build strong family relationships during the holidays as well, okay? All right, so hi, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, thank you. Okay, and it's good to see you. Michelle is my assistant on our videos, and I love her. She is amazing. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, all right, so I'm gonna read you a scripture. Proverbs 24, three through four says, by wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. So the first thing I want to say to you guys is that your home matters greatly to God. God wants you to ask him about every single detail of your life. Now, I know for some of us, we didn't grow up in a Christian home, or maybe you had a dad that was far away and distant. And a lot of times that can really skew your perception of God. Okay. But God is not far away. He is not distant. He wants to have you come to him for everything. And I love this analogy that God gave to me. So when my children were growing up, 
My husband and I always tried to do things to bond with them. Like my husband would take my son on trips. Like they went to California. They went to something called Maker Fair, uh, which like the people on Mythbusters were there. And it was just all about different things to create and make. And they would have time set aside in their schedule to create things together as father and son. That's how they bonded. And I did things with my son that bonded us. And with my daughter, I did this Wilton cake decorating class. And I loved doing it with her because what it did was it really bonded us together. And I loved having time together to talk with her. And we were doing something in common. We were baking the cakes together at home. We were making the frosting at home together and kind of trying out different recipes. And uh, But we were doing this every week at Hobby Lobby. But this course was expensive. I had to buy all the tips for the frosting. Uh, We had to commit to baking all the cakes. We had to do everything. And I did it because I wanted to bond with my daughter and have a really nice memory and something that we had in common that we were, that we were doing together that was fun. And, um, but what if this cake decorating class, what if my daughter would have said to me, Hey, can my best friend come and do this class with us? And because I'm a nice mom, I probably would have said yes, but the whole, uh, uh, atmosphere of the class would have changed, meaning She would have been sitting, talking to her friend. She would have probably wanted to have her friend over to bake the cake with her. You know, it would have changed the whole atmosphere of that class and the design for which I wanted to do it, why I wanted to do this class in the first place, it wouldn't have been the same, right? Well, guys, I want to challenge you that um, this is the same thing, the way that God feels with you about your children, about your home, about your marriage, about your life, about your work everything. He gave those things to you because he wants to do it with you. Okay. He wants to do it with you. And that's something to stop and think about, isn't it? It, it won't be the same. You won't have the same outcome. You won't have the same experience if you go to your friends for everything. But if you go straight to God and you ask God, God, how do you want my house to look? What do you want us to do every day? How do you want our routines to go in our home? God's going to tell you because he really cares about it. And he wants to be just like uh, that sweet mom said, I want my first, my kids to remember the first thing we did was to pray. God wants you to make that first in your life that you talk to him about your routine before you do your children or anybody else. And then you talk to your husband about it. You know, you take it before the Lord, all of that. So just so you know, God wants to be that involved in your life. And I will say to you, just a little challenging thought, that the level of intimacy that Jesus wants with you, Holy Spirit, God the Father, can feel awkward sometimes. Like when you are worshiping or you just start crying for no reason when when you're in church and it can be embarrassing, uh, Holy Spirit is touching you and he wants you to come to him with all of your burdens. And you know, I just, I'm going to take a little tangent here, but if you ever just start crying, um, I cry a lot when I worship in the morning because I have a lot of stress, right? Surprise, <laughs> but it's good stress. I love what I do. It's, it's the best work in the world that I'm, I can't even believe I get to do this job, but sometimes I feel stressed and sometimes I will worship in the morning. I always worship every day. And we're going to talk about that, but I will start, I will lose it and I will start crying because there's something in me that I don't even know about is there, but Holy Spirit is touching me in that moment. And in that moment, you're so vulnerable and he wants you to come to him and just say, Jesus, help me. 
Jesus, come help me. Don't fight those moments that can feel uncomfortable with God. And if you don't feel God at all, you should probably do some of the little disciplines I'm going to talk to you about in just a minute. But worship is one of them. Singing in your home, singing in your car, and focusing on the power of God and not on your circumstances. But just know that sometimes the closeness of God can feel a little awkward (laughs) or you can feel vulnerable. Probably vulnerable is a better word. You could feel like, oh, I'm just crying. Why am I crying? Or, you know, I mean, it's good to be moved. It's so good to stay in that place of humility and to where you're, you know, you're, you're always dependent upon the Lord. He wants that from us. So that was just a little side note. But he wants everything. He wants that. And I do want to tell you guys to think differently about your home. So one of the things that I don't think we realize is that um, some of your most intense spiritual warfare will come when you are raising your children. Because the enemy hates what you're doing. He hates you raising children in a godly home. He hates you teaching your children about the word. He hates you praying with them. He hates the thought of the next generation being raised up to follow God. Because what you're doing really is you're raising warriors for the next generation. You're raising warriors for the next generation. And it can seem, it can feel so small what we're doing in our homes. And like all I'm going to talk to you about can feel small, but it's not. It's big. Your work is big in the spirit realm. Okay, guys, there is a realm around us that's happening at all times that you cannot see. Okay. There's a third heaven where heaven is. And then there's this place where we live, which is earth. It's called the first heaven. The second heaven is the spiritual heaven where the angels and the demons are. We can't see it. And the third heaven is heaven. Okay. There's no demons in heaven. Okay, guys. And so they all left, <laughs> but in heaven is, is where they're worshiping day and night, right? They're worshiping, they're calling on God as you are worshiping at church, or if you're worshiping in your home, you're joining in with the worship that is happening night and day in heaven, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Our pastor talked about this yesterday, Brady Boyd. It was amazing. Anyway, so I just want you to think about your home as a base camp. Okay. And I, and the things that I'm going to talk to you about are not going to be like warrior minded, but you, you do have a camp and you are raising up these warriors. You are training your children to grow up and follow God. And it's not anything that you have to strive to do. It is something that Holy Spirit will tell you what to do each day as you rely on him and the joy of the Lord will flow through your home. It will never be perfect. Like I said earlier, but it will be amazing. Okay. So you are raising warriors. And God spoke to me about Help Club uh, over my sabbatical this summer. And he said, Deb, Help Club is a tool that I'm placing into the hands of the parents of this generation to help them to raise up warriors for Christ. Help Club is a tool that I am using that God says he is placing into the hands of the parents of this generation to raise warriors up for Christ. That's That's what we do here. And so that's what you're doing. And so please don't discount what you're doing in your home, okay? If you work at home, if you stay home, it doesn't matter. Kids are in homeschool. If they're in public school, if they're in private school, it doesn't matter. Every bit of everything you do should be seen from the lens with your vision 
that what you do is important. You are doing spiritual warfare in your home. You are raising up the next generations of warriors and your work matters greatly to God. And he cares about every single detail of your life. Okay. Every detail. So let's talk about your spiritual weapons in Romans 12. So it was really cute. Our children memorized, uh, we picked several passages as they were growing up. And one of them that they memorized was Romans 12. And it was really fun. Someday I'll, I'll show you that video. Okay. But uh, Romans 12 says, therefore, I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And guys, you cannot afford to have your mind polluted by the world. You cannot afford to have your life distracted by the world. You are a warrior. You are a commander in the Lord's army, raising up warriors for him. And a commander is someone who keeps their mind focused on the battle before them, on what God, on what their big commander is calling them to do, right? on what the the main leader. And so your job is to keep your mind and your heart focused on things above where Christ is, to set your heart on things above and to renew your mind. And the way that we renew our mind is simple, daily disciplines, reading the Bible. And even if you're busy, even just listening on the Help Club for Moms podcast to our devotions, I'm telling you guys, it will change your life. We pray over those devotions like crazy. And there's prayer in there and it will change your life. So reading the Bible, speaking the word of God over your life. Do you know what, guys? Sometimes I really don't want to do my job. (laughs) Sometimes I'm really tired when I wake up and I'm like, I just don't feel like, you know, being on today and all of my list of things. But do you know what I do? As I'm getting ready, I say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God tells me to be strong and courageous because the Lord, he is with me wherever I go. I speak out scripture over my life, over my day, in the morning when I wake up, when I'm not believing it, when I'm not feeling it, because I don't always wake up raring and ready to go for battle, right? Because I'm doing battle too, because I'm raising up commanders, right? But I, we all have the big, the big leader over us. And then we have commanders and we have uh, other leaders, you know, whatever. I don't know the whole old school military thing, but Anyway, but I have to tell myself, I give myself a pep talk with God's word most days. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm never alone. God says he will never leave me nor forsake me. I am strong and courageous. The Lord, my God, goes with me wherever I go. And I'll just say those scriptures. Those are the biggies for me because I need to know that God is with me and that I can do all things and that he makes me powerful. And so you might want to say those things. When I run, I run down this place called the incline. I run up and run down. I used to do it all the time and I've kind of renewed my love for this place. And, uh, and, uh, oh, hello, Estella. I'm glad you're here. So, um, God has uh, led me to do this thing called the incline here in Colorado. And it's, I think it's like, I don't even know how, I think it's like a mile straight up, like basically straight up. I mean, if you were going straight up, you would die, but it's at an, you know, it's an, it's called the incline. Um, but I do the incline and then I run down. But when I run down the path, there's all these little pebbles and it's pretty steep running down. And I'll walk when it's really steep, but then I try to run as much as I can going downhill. But there's these little pebbles 
and it's called Scree. And um, <laughs> it's really slippery sometimes. But do you know what I speak when I'm running down that hill? He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And do you know what? God does that. It says it in the word. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And deer bounce. They don't trip. They don't fall. They, they don't slip. They bounce. They run. They're strong. They don't care. They bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. And they have sure feet. He makes my feet like a feet of a deer. And do you know, a couple of times ago, whenever I was on the incline coming down, I saw a deer it came right out. I was running down and the deer came right out in front of me and started running. And I had been saying that scripture out loud all the way down as I was running. And then I saw a deer and God was like, see, it's your deer. Keep speaking that scripture. And I'm telling you guys, speak scripture over your life. Whatever it is that means a lot to you, ask God for scriptures for your life, for your family. Okay. Ask him for that. Okay. Next, I, I just have to reiterate, worship is a weapon. Okay, worship is a weapon. And so I, every morning, I sing a couple of worship songs. I actually take longer. But for you, if you just sang one worship song in the morning, I, I worship, uh, I sing usually three songs. I like powerful worship in the morning and I do communion and I just remember the Lord every day and I ask for forgiveness for my sins and, you know, I commit my life to him and I feel very strong when I'm done with those worship sets. So I do that and I think that's really helpful. And I do think, guys, this is a side note. This is not a spiritual weapon, but this is your weapon for your body. I do think getting exercise is a huge deal. I think, you know, they've done enough statistics to see that God created our bodies to be active, right? I like using science, uh, looking at science, but through the lens of God's creation. And God did make us to be active. And so find some time each day to work out, do something, go for a walk, take the kids for a walk. Uh, go to the gym, do a video, whatever you do, and let your kids see you doing it because you will set the example for your children to be healthy as well. I think that's important, okay? We want to live longer and be strong. Okay, so the next thing would be, okay, speaking word, praying over your home. Okay, guys, whenever we move into a new home, I always get a few of my friends and we go through my home and we pray over my home and we anoint the door frames with oil. You can find anointing oil on the internet. You can use plain old olive oil. I love using anointing oil because it smells really nice. You could use essential oils, whatever it is, just use the oil. It represents the Holy Spirit. If your children are having nightmares, if your children, if you have teenagers that are going through a bad spot, if you're worried about your teenager's friends, I remember when my kids were teenagers, and I, I struggled with fear. Uh, it was just my thing. That's what, what I, I had. You know, everybody has their thing. And I remember at night, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would, I would be outside my kid, my teenager's doors and I would put my hand on their door and I would pray over their door and over their room because I didn't want to wake them up so I didn't go in the room, but I would pray with my hand on their doors. I can't even tell you how many nights I did that. I would also pray over their room when they were going through a hard time. I would anoint their pillows, their beds, their their windows, their doors, everything in their room. I would anoint it with oil and I would pray over them, pray for the mind of Christ, protection from the enemy, protection from bad friends, protection from bad influences, for them to follow God with everything that's in them. And I say with a heart of gratitude that my children follow God today. And my son has got a precious godly girlfriend. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so proud of that 
thankful to the Lord. And it's a good pride. It's a pride with God. I'm so thankful for all God did in our home. But he led me to pray over my children's bedrooms, to pray over, you know, their phones when they weren't looking, to pray over their computers, you know, just to pray spiritual protection over my children. And there are times when you need to go through your house and you need to say, Satan, in Jesus name, I command you, you must go. And if your children are struggling with nightmares, Satan, in Jesus name, I command you, you must leave this house. You must leave my child in Jesus name. If your child is struggling with depression, you pray over their bed and pray over the child if they will let you. I anoint my little grandkids with oil every week. Whenever I send them home, I put them in the car seats and my husband and I stand there and we put oil on their foreheads and they love it. And they say, me too, me too. And I pray over my little three-year-old and my little one-year-old and I cross their forehead and I say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I put my hands on their heads and we pray over them. We pray for them to be movers and shakers in their generation. We pray for them to be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. We pray for them to have spiritual protection from all evil, that God will keep all evil from them and that they will have hearts for their Gen, that they will have hearts for God above everything else and that they will be safe. And uh, for my granddaughter that is saved, I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon her and all the gifts to go in her and just to be so deep and that she will develop fully in those gifts. But I do that every Wednesday whenever uh, we are drive right before we drive them home, we get them bucketed in their car seat. I give them a chocolate blueberry because that's the only way they will get in their car seat. And I give them a chocolate covered blueberry. And then we put we anoint them in oil and we pray over our grandbabies. And so, yes. Oh, praise God, Estella. Yes. Um, okay. So that's just some things that you can do. Okay. So now let's go into some more little practical things. So if you are thinking about your home and so you're like, well, okay, Deb, I really want to change things in my home. How do I do that? And first things first is you need to set aside some time to spend with God. Okay. And we have these things. Now, this one looks a little dark because of the, it just it, it printed dark for some reason. Um, but there are, um, and, and if anybody got a book, uh, some people got some books from uh, Amazon. So we do Amazon uh, uh, Kindle Direct, and they print them upside down. And I hope you sent them back because they were definitely not developed upside down. So please send your book back, book back if your book looks funky at all. Send it back and tell them you want another book, okay? But anyway, this one printed with the, the weekly plan sheets, a little dark, but you can go to helpclubformoms.com and you can type in in the search bar weekly plan sheet and you can get one of these plan sheets. And what I would do is if I were you, number one, you need to go go somewhere where you like to go. Like, where do you like to go? Do you like to go to Starbucks? Do you like to go to a, a, a park? Do you like to go to um, a hotel? I go, I love going to Glen Erie Conference Center. I, I feel God on the grounds of Glen Erie. It's the navigator's place. It's wonderful. I go there whenever I want an extended time with the Lord. And um, and so you go there and you, you just plan on spending a little extra time uh, with the Lord to talk to him about your home. Okay, so you're going to talk to him. And I know for a lot of you guys, you're not used to these types of questions with God. You're not used to asking him things, but just just do this. Hi, Allegra. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, oh, it's okay. No, you pray it. You pray out loud. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You show, oh, I don't, that's cute. I do pray out loud because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, but don't, if you're praying over your kids like and they're being naughty or something, yeah, don't pray. Don't do that. That's so wise, Allegra. Don't say prayers like in front of your kids, God help my kids to stop disobeying me. Don't do that. Uh uh. 
No, you want to pray positive things. Thank you that my child is developing in their obedience, or thank you that their heart wants to obey, or thank you that my child's a truth teller. Okay, so call out those things that are not as though they yet were. That's Romans 4, 17. Look it up. It's a fantastic scripture. Okay. All right. So go to a place, wherever you like to go, and say, okay, God, I want to present my home to you, and I want you um, to tell me what I should be doing in my home, okay? And um, ask him for wisdom. And uh, as a Christian, so let me tell you something. And if you have a piece of paper, you need to write this down. I'm going to just read the scripture to you and I talk about it all the time at Help Club. I can't stop talking about it. And it's a, it's an Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. Okay, Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. Go to Proverbs, turn right. <laughs> Keep going a little bit more. And it's Isaiah 11. One through two. And it's talking about Jesus. Okay. And it says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. And that's talking about Jesus. And these are the things that you have because you're a Christian. You have a Holy Spirit, one Holy Spirit with seven aspects. Okay. And I'm going to count them as I go through them. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. See, you have all of these things that Christ has. Okay, you have the Holy Spirit inside of him. You have these seven aspects. So the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel, power. Yes, ma'am, we need that. Spirit of knowledge and, the, and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So ladies, you have all of these things at your disposal. The spirit of the Lord, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, Spirit of counsel, spirit of power. The old King James says it's the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Someday I need to do a little workshop on this because it's really, really, really interesting. But I want you to know that you have everything you need. The Bible says that you have everything that you need for life and godliness inside of you with the Holy Spirit. So what you need to do is you need to sit down and you need to ask God questions. And you pray ahead of time and ask God the questions that he wants you to ask. But I'm just going to give you some examples. So say you're wondering about um, activities. So what are your value systems in your family? And you need to really think about this, guys, because some people, they value being sports are a big deal to them. And I feel like all of us are created so differently. And so I think sports teach great values. Both of our children were in Taekwondo. They got their second degree black belts and they loved it. And I loved it because it didn't take up all of our time. It took up enough time for our kids to have a really strong hobby, but it didn't, we weren't gone on the weekends. We were never gone on a Sunday. I'm telling you guys, whenever I go by the soccer field and I see all those children and their parents out there right next to my church and I'm like, man, I don't think that's right. Making kids play at soccer on Sundays. I just don't. And I know that football plays on Sundays, you know, and all that stuff's gearing up right now, but I just don't think it's right to make kids and their families do these things on Sundays because they need to be able to go to church. But if you do have practice on Sunday, maybe you could find a church that has a Saturday service or a Friday night service, but make sure that sometime in the weekend you are going to church. Okay. So that needs to be a priority. I think across the board, because the body of Christ that's how you will grow. That's where you're going to find your Christian friends. So make church a priority, okay? But ask God, God, how busy should we be? And honestly, guys, one activity per child is so much. That's a lot of running around. If you have two or three or four kids, that's a lot of running. And you don't want to spend your life in the car. 
And I need to say something, and I wish I had you here with me. And if you're on the podcast, um, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm putting my hands out and it's like, I'm going to take your face in my hands as your older woman. Okay. I want if you were here with me, I would take your sweet little face in my hands and I would look in your eyes and I would say something very important to you. Do not give away your precious family time to activities and busyness. Do not give away your family time. That is precious. Those relationships, your children, those relationships will be going on long after you're gone from this earth. And if you are always in the car, if you're always going, and if you're always busy and you're always grouchy and saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That I don't believe that is the life that God wants for you. So be very careful then. The Bible says it. Be very careful then how you live, right? The Bible talks about that. Be careful how you live. We are supposed to be wise with our time. The word says the wise woman builds her house. We are supposed to be wise. And so ladies, please do not give away your precious family time. I have I have countless people that I know from all, all through the years of me being a mom. And their children were super busy in all these different sports. And I, I think sports are great. Activities are great. But they don't take the place of the family. But these people, their children are not playing professional sports. They're not professional dancers. And they sacrificed. They gave away all that time. And they let the sport dictate their life, their schedule, everything. And I'm telling you, not a single one of them is doing that sport. And yes, you learn lessons from it. And that's why we had our kids in sports. But if you are in a sport that's dragging you around all the time and telling you when you can go on vacation and when you can't, mm -mm, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. So take it to the Lord. Like I said, everybody's different. You may have a child that is training for the Olympics or, or whatever like that. And God has called that child to represent him in that sphere. And that's different. Okay. But you've got to have a call from God. You have to hear from God. That's why it's important to go and sit with God and ask him because he will tell you and then to do what he tells you to do. Okay. So ask him about your activities. And the reason I use a weekly plan sheet is what I do is I take this schedule thing. And so say you want to plan out the next few months, like three months, then you would print out 12 of these. And there is a reason why I'm saying that. I know that we don't usually use paper, but paper will help you look ahead at the holidays. It will help you look ahead at what's coming up. And so you'll be able to, to look at this and, you know, put the, the, the month and the date, you know, just put it on top of there and then you'll be able to do that. So ask God about your activities, but make sure that you are planning family dinners in your schedule because family dinners are very important. It is worth it to cook. It is worth it to make the time for family dinners and not to be running around. Okay. So make time several times a week to have family dinners. You should not just go through the fast food. You should not just eat standing up. You need to sit down, enjoy each other. And what we used to do at our family dinners is we would say, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Or we would say, hi, low. What's the best thing? What's the worst thing? But we were always communicating and praying together at dinner time. Okay. That's super duper duper important. Um, ask the Lord, is there anything that we need to add to our life? And then ask him, is there anything that we need to take out of our life? So is there anything in our schedule that doesn't belong there? Is there anything there that should be there? Okay. So ask him those two questions and then see what he says. Yes. And then, um, 
and then ask him what your schedule should look like from start to finish. So I'm gonna just give you some tips from our schedule, okay? So number one, your devotion is is your priority during your day. That's you. It's so important. I don't know how people do it without devotions. Like yesterday, we had this amazing partner weekend. We had this business consultant come out. It was the most amazing thing ever. And then my husband and I got hit by the enemy yesterday like crazy. And then I prayed with him this morning. And I was like, did we pray yesterday? And we were like, we did not even pray yesterday. Isn't that crazy? And so we were we were hit by the enemy yesterday so badly. But it all worked out, right? God works it out. But, you know, things are going to come into your life. And it was all, it was so many different areas of my life just in one day yesterday. And so I'm just telling you guys, pray for your day, read the Bible, you know, sing a little worship song, and it's going to change the, your day. But also it's important to do little something type of little devotion with your children, okay? Even if you're just, the most important thing is honestly you telling your children what you're learning about God, uh, what you, you know, even with your little children, you could say, the Bible says that God is love and God loves you. He loves you so much. You know, I tell my little grandbaby these things, you know, just tell your kids something. You can find a little Bible story devotional book, right? Um, what is that one? Jesus storybook Bible is awesome. Just ask God and he will lead you to a devotion for your children. And then I always used to set the table the night before uh, for the breakfast table. And that really seemed to help. So I would set the table the night before. I'd put out the vitamins on the counter. If you have little kids, make sure you don't put it where they can grab it. But I would put out their vitamins. I bought, I got these little bitty cooking bowls that you could put, like they're made to put like a teaspoon of salt or your ingredients in, but I used them for vitamins. I got the plot, the glass ones for a while, but if you drop one of those, I'm telling you, it'll shatter in a million pieces on your floor and you don't want that. But then I got like metal ones that were nice. Put your, set your breakfast table the night before, make sure all the backpacks are in the hallway. Everything is ready to go the night before. Everybody knows what they're wearing in the morning. That will save you so much stress. Okay. But do that in the morning. If your children are in school, and even if they're not in school, I still did that. If we were homeschooling, cause we homeschooled our kids, we did that because I wanted to be prepared for the morning. And then um, this is a huge deal. Okay, guys, please do not be a grouchy mom. And I know not everyone is a morning person, but I know that with God, he says all things are possible to him who, to him who believes. And you can be a cheerful mom in the morning. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're grouchy in the morning, that you hate mornings. Because guess who else is going to hate mornings? And you don't want your children to spend 80 years of their life waking up and thinking they hate mornings. So be a cheerful mom. Put on some worship music. Get up not to your children. Get up for your children. Okay, guys, there's a big difference in that statement. Don't get up to your children. Don't let them just wake you up in bed. Get up for them. So get up earlier than your children. You will be so glad you did. Okay? Turn on some worship music. Smile when you get your kids out of bed. You know, you come in and I always, I know this sounds nuts, but I always pray that I would be more like Mary Poppins in my home. What does she do? She sings. She, and I know it's dumb probably. I mean, I was definitely not like Mary Poppins all the time, but I sang a lot. I tried to play games. When we were picking up, I turned on music. I tried to make my house as fun as I possibly could. And I started thinking of myself a little bit like Mary Poppins, okay? And ask God, this is a huge prayer. Write this down, Psalm 90, verse 12, Psalm 39, verse four. Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom and show us, O Lord, our life's end. 
and the number of our days that we would know how fleeting is our life. You want to appreciate the time that you have with your children. Okay, guys, super duper important. And uh, ask, fake it till you make it. Ask God to make you cheerful. Uh, okay, the next thing is, as you're driving to school, we did this, listen to worship music, something like we sing Bible songs or some type of praise music or, or worship music. And if you're dropping your children off at school, try this. Tell them, say, go mad, go mad. And what does that mean? Go make a difference. Go make a difference. Go mad, go mad. We told our kids that all the time. Go make a difference. And uh, teach your kids uh, that they are called to their generation right now, that they are called to make a difference, okay? So the next thing is, in homeschooling, there's a whole other schedule thing that I should probably talk about sometime, but I, and I will do that sometime, but let's just talk about just a regular day. Uh, quiet time. When my children stopped taking naps, we did quiet time. So they could choose to sleep or to have a quiet time, but everybody had their feet off the floor or, or were quiet in their room for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. And we would use that time. That was our children's time where they learned so much. We did books on tape. We did uh, classical composers. Um, we like, there's things called Beethoven lives upstairs, all these other ones, Mozart's magical flute or something like that. I love those things. And then our children would read, they would play with Legos, but they would be in their rooms during quiet time. And I would lay down and rest for 20, 30 minutes. And guys, you need to take care of yourself and lay down and rest, okay? Then the next thing is I loved having a fun bedtime routine. And the reason I said a life-giving routine is because your routine that you're going to be created is not going to be rigid. It's going to be life-giving and gentle. And if you don't get to it, it's okay. If you're running late, it's okay. If you forget to do something, it's okay. The routine is not the task master. I actually would rather call it a rhythm. Don't let your routine be a task master. Let it be a rhythm so your children know what to expect from their home. They know that there is worship music playing. They know that mommy is going to talk to them about God. They know that mommy is going to pray for them for their day. Always pray with your children in the car or pray with them in the bed. And I'm telling you guys, just like my husband and I had a hard day yesterday and we didn't pray, your days will go better with your children in the morning if you pray over them. Lay your hands on them. Pray a blessing over them. Pray for them to feel God's presence. Pray that spirit of unity to be in your home. Thank you, Jesus, that your word says how good it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in perfect unity. They will fight less. I promise you there'll be less sibling rivalry. Okay. I'm almost done. So uh, create a fun bedtime routine. I just really wanted to take a moment to share this. Start early in your bedtime. So go upstairs. Uh, up with us, we went upstairs in plenty of time if we were going to give a bath. But we wanted plenty of time to where we weren't rushing. And I would always ask God, God, give me the energy and the strength I need for bedtime. Guys, the enemy will come at you when you are tired. He will attack you when you are tired. Don't let him do it. Pray ahead of time. Just like Jesus said to his disciples when he was praying in the garden and he was saying, keep watch with me and pray. You are to keep watch with God and pray. So pray ahead of time over your evening. Jesus, just say it like this. Help me to be energized at bedtime in Jesus name. Jesus, let your Holy Spirit's power come on us at bedtime. Jesus, bless our family time at bedtime, whatever you want to pray. Okay. But don't be a target. So read out loud to your children. There's this book I love. It's called Books Children Love. It's a fantastic book. It will give you a wonderful list of books that you can trust. You cannot trust every book at the library. So get a godly Christ-centered book list. Do not just read books 
Don't let your children read things that are trash, okay? Guard your children's hearts. Guard their minds. And then tell them, this was a mom tip from two weeks ago. We have mom tips in our book. Uh, and uh, uh, it's Mom Tips Tuesdays coming tomorrow. We always highlight a tip. But one of our tips from two weeks ago was before you put your children to bed, tell them something that they did right that day. Tell them something great about them that they did. Find something good before they go to bed. Okay, super important to end the day on a happy note. And I know that a lot of our kids are going to ask for water a thousand times. You're, that's a hard, hard season, but it will go away. It will pass. Okay, but just tell your children what you love about them. Pray over your children at night. Let them listen to something uh, beautiful and, and they're like beautiful stories before bed. We always had our kids a CD player in their room. Let them listen to something before they go to bed. I love treasure chest. I love composers, books on tape, all those things. And make your home, the last thing is, make your home a haven for your children's friends. Okay, you want to invest in your home. The wise woman builds her house, right? When you build your, or, or like that scripture we read earlier, and it says that um, with wisdom, a house is built. It's filled with all sorts of treasures and things. Well, you want to fill your home with toys, video games. I hate to say it. If, if your kids like video games, I, I would put a limit on it. I mean, if they haven't even discovered them and they don't care about them, don't do it. But we invested in a video game platform and wholesome games because it um, actually... And thank you, Stephanie. It, it actually, um, it helped the kids to want to be at our house. So we had the house that had the majority of sleepovers, the majority of friends over. We invested in that time. I always had Rude Friday on Fridays where they could have pizza, they could burp, they could chew with their mouth open, they could be rude at the dinner table because it was fun. So they would invite their friends, their friends would play, we would have a lot of fun. I wanted my kids at my house more than I wanted them anywhere else. So that is worth the investment. So pray and ask God about that too. And ask God to send angels to your home. And that is it. And so right now I'm going to pray and I want to tell you thank you. And if you haven't shared the video already, please share the video with your friends. You never know. Someone needs this message. Someone needs to know how to create a Christ-centered home. And that is what we just did. Okay. God is going to lead you in the details. And the reason that you make those copies of this uh, weekly plan sheet is so that you can have a look, see at your year before the end of the year. You can look at it and you can put all the, if you're going out of town, if you're traveling, whatever you're doing, you could put your dinners here where you have your family dinners, where you're going to spend one-on-one -on -one time with your children. I forgot to say that. We did that. I talked about the process, but we also made sure we planned a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time with each child. Uh, during the week, I only had two. Uh, and so you could double up or whatever you want to do. But just in your mind, you're thinking about how to really interact with your children to have their hearts. You want to win your children's hearts. You don't want culture to win your children's hearts. You want to be the loudest voice in your child's head. And you do it through fun, through listening, through being their very best friend. Okay, so I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for every single person joining this video, watching the recording, listening to the podcast. I pray your special anointing to be on everyone here and, and who's listening, God, and that we would create the Christ-centered home that we would have wanted to grow up in. They are help club moms, and they are learning to create a Christ-centered home that they would be proud of when they're older and that will produce warriors for the next generation. So Jesus, we commit our homes to you. Give these ladies time to plan out their home, to really think critically about what they're committing to, and to hear your voice speak to their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
And I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. What if your mom had been a help club mom? How would your life be different? How would your mom, what would, what, what would have been like for you if your mom had been a help club mom? I know my life would have been a whole lot different if my mom would have been a help club mom. Well, you are a help club mom and your life is going to be different and you are going to have an amazing home that you're going to be so proud of. So God bless you. I will see you next week. Be sure to join us in the online group for bedtime prayers tomorrow night and join us on the podcast for mom tips. Join us here for worship with Jen on Wednesday and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for watching.